Yo, hello. Hey, Mary, nice to meet hey, you. Hey, Rami, nice to meet you too. You know, I thought you were actually going to be here. I got tripped out. She you th thought I was going to come over? Physically. Oh, no, I'm just a program. Yeah. Sean's worked on me for like 18 months. <laughs> Getting all the for loops right. Getting the facial expressions just on point. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. A trained eye would instantly know, but, <laughs> but most people don't really get it. I like the vibe you have in your you room. Guys. You have like bisexual lighting oh, in there. You. It's cool. Yeah. It's crazy that she immediately starts talking about bisexuality. <laughs> Wait, bisexual lighting? Yeah, you have bisexual lighting going on right now. You have like a, a blue side of your face. You have like a red pink side of your face. Oh, it's very it's like. True. Yeah. Gendered. Yeah, I've been changing my colors up. So there's uh, these LED light bulbs I have in the back that can be any color. The remote is not here at the moment. You guys always are so much better about space. Where you're like, like I see your whole body or like half your body, whereas I'm like just hugging <laughs> right in, like interrogating. It's good. You. It's Let's, intimate. It's yeah. personal. <laughs> Ramin, are you uh, recording your yeah, audio from your end? Please record local audio for us. He, I think so, but let me make sure. Oh, good. Thanks yeah. for reminding. He, he likes to turn on his local audio oh. halfway into. Oh the no, metronome! <laughs> Shut up. Okay, good. <laughs> it's good to practice with a metronome, but don't record with it. Yeah, have you been uh, making music these past couple weeks? Yeah, I haven't been releasing anything, but I'm just like, uh, I I like try to learn pieces that I'm interested in the moment, and then, um, yeah, sometimes finish it, and sometimes learn like 70% of it. I'm like, yeah, that's my favorite part anyway. I don't need to learn the last yeah. six minutes of this crazy song. Yeah, I'm going through the same thing, too. I feel like the best way to describe it for myself is I'm at this place artistically where I'm dying faster than I'm being reborn. And that's like the best way to encapsulate it. It's just like everything that I make the day after I hate it because I've evolved <laughs> and I'm different and I've changed, you know, and it's happening so fast. It's like the editor in my group has taken the director's chair and now everybody's fired because they're not good enough. And we're just all standing around on set like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> And I feel like it's it's just a snowball that spirals into an avalanche because right now not having all the external validation and not, this is really the first time in my life that I haven't had work as an adult, like for an extended period of time where I have a sense of value outside of myself in the community, a purpose in the community, that everyday interaction. And we used to have this running joke as tattooers called the slow week funk. And basically when we're all busy, you can't fuck with us emotionally. You could throw anything on my plate, but my sense of self is so structured. It's like, it's, it's impenetrable, right? But when you're slow, we'd start to get into fights in the shops. We'd bicker about stupid shit because we're unfulfilled. We don't know who the fuck we are, whatever. And the spouses could also testify to all of this, right? Mm. And I'm just, I didn't even realize until I was dropping the ball in every fucking court that I'm playing in, in every realm, hearing windows breaking, being like, fuck, where did that window come from? What dimension is that? And I got to go get my broom <laughs> and go pick that up. Did I realize that I was struggling so fucking hard? And then coming to realize this week, like, oh, it's because like, I'm so insecure because I don't have work. Like, who am I? I don't know. Yeah, this yeah. whole thing has just ripped apart whatever identities we thought we had. It just evaporated all of them. And now we're like, well, it's okay to be a human and just <laughs> every day, which is great to broadcast that. But like the living with it, it ain't easy. And I know we're lucky to have electricity and running water and gratitude and family and just to have your organs work at all. And like right. the, 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 grati the gratitude tap dance that I perform to the right. outside so that uh, people don't judge you. Yeah. <laughs> but but I've but I've got the gratitude too. I I just play with it. It's just uh I I want it to 
I want it to feel more. I want to feel the gratitude more. But maybe I should just take more of the acid that I have. I think you should take more of the acid. Yeah. <laughs> more of the drugs always, really, yeah. I think, is a, is a high recommendation. Yeah, no, I just like... And I hate to chalk everything up to like space weather because I still live in this little denial pocket where I'm like, I'm above it all. But <laughs> it is kind of rough riding right now. And this whole Saturn game between Square and Uranus, which is really the story for the next two years, is this story about... Two years? Two years. I'm sorry. We're playing okay. Saturn's game for two more years. Uh, but it's, a right. it's like the conversation between what is it to have freedom? What is it to have security? How do those two really human, really important needs come into conflict on a daily basis? Not just externally, but interpersonally too. Mm. And I think we're all experiencing that obviously mm. um, oh yeah because i find myself rebelling against shit this week that i fucking love i was like what am i doing pushing back on this i don't even know wait <laughs> is that sean it's just uranus wants to express himself so much and i'm not giving him something to focus on to rebel against so he's just like i'm just gonna wild out everywhere <laughs> do you have Anyways. to look this shit up or do you feel it like you don't even have to look up the thing you're like i feel it and then most of the time you look it up and it's, it's yeah, confirmed it's, yeah it's usually that it's usually that. How long have you had that? Or have you had to own or hone that skill? It's hone, right? It's How hone. long have you had to hone that but skill? But hone and own, that's, it's pretty much the same. I mean, you got to own the <laughs> you skill. you got to own it to hone it. Yeah. Or hone it to own it. I don't know exactly. which order it goes in. but <laughs> um, Really probably until like, it's probably been a year and a half of being able to, I would say the thing that I do most is actually feel it within people, how they're expressing themselves. So I'll like know that something is going on in the sky and I'll be talking to someone and it's like Mars is coming at me through their tongue. And I'm like, oh, I can like feel this planetary energy moving through this person or feel Pluto coming into someone's body. And um, sometimes I'll feel it like spatially or within myself. There's so much insanity. <laughs> I feel like to be able to pinpoint interpersonally what's going on. But um, I kind of play this this dance of preparing and also like kind of staying blindfolded about it. I don't know. I don't know where to well, How much? Or go ahead. I was going to say you were on the last podcast we just did. You were saying you were having a rough week. And I was like, oh, man, I, I wish I could tell you why. Because it's it's so obvious. I know this is a charged week. Mayor has all the language for it. But like there's a reason. You know? Yeah. Lay, a lot, lay it on me. I will lay what? it on you. Give it to me straight, Doc. <laughs> well, well, t but tell me this. What's a rough week in your world look yeah. like? Because from the outside, you're still putting out dope comics every day. You're making music. You know, you're living your best life. Um, it's, it's more of a feeling thing. And I think it's triggered by finance sometimes where um, you're, you're not making as much and you're only seeing yourself dip into savings and you're wondering if you'll be able to make it the next month, like you have enough for this month's rent, but the next month you're like, I don't know. And what if people... Sorry about that. It's a piece of shit. It'll never happen again. And if it does, I'll just not call you back so that I won't have to face the embarrassment. Oh, Dude, last night you should have seen us fucking, I, I draw up a nice fucking bath for myself because I got a sweat. And um, as I'm going in there, I check Twitter and I see Doug Stanhope tweeted out, um, I'll be on your podcast right now. I'm, I'm open to whatever. Just tweet a Zoom link. And we just furiously set up our equipment, send him a Zoom link. And we sit there for 40 minutes. And we're like, oh, fuck. All right. He's not going to do it. We're and dopes. We, we, we like take everything down. <laughs> I go get in the bath. I'm in the bath for two minutes. And fucking Cass starts screaming, get out here. Sean, get out here. <laughs> fucking Stanhope was in our fucking Zoom call that we had I got ended. an email that yeah. being like, Doug Stanhope just joined your Zoom call. And I was like, Sean. <laughs> screaming. And I came out here. I'm like, I'm soaked. I'm in a bathrobe. I'm ready to do this fucking podcast. And the motherfucker... It, just, I don't know, like I said, got sick of waiting and just deleted the tweet, but 
I know. No. We'll catch him next we time. We will catch him. I think our 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 paths oh, are meant yeah. to cross. And like, uh, I had to get so unbelievably high last night to not dwell on the fact that we could have had him on our podcast if we would have had five more minutes of patience. But was meant to be. I can't promise anything. I don't know him, but I do. I do know a bunch of people that know him well and always go to his desert party and uh, go visit him and. Bisbee. Bingo and where are yeah. they? Bisbee, Arizona. Yeah, I feel like we're supposed to. Yeah, do it. but I don't. I don't know him, but I love. I love Stanhope, so I'm gonna try to mm. will my well, my people that know him to somehow docu- make that happen. Podcast. Will him for a documentary yeah, we with us. Make a, we want to make like um a, a, like a documentary slash stand up special where it's like the clubs are obsolete right now, but like this material could be delivered in a way like almost like David Blaine street magic as applied to, to comedy and like a documentary form and the way we do it meeting strangers. So I'm like, I'd stand hope would be the perfect person to fucking do that with. So that would be so cool. I was going to ask you in the previous conversation, whether or not you had a current film thing that you uh, were working on we or have if 10 things. you were not, we have, we have more, we usually, we've never had this before. We usually have an idea and we do it. And now we have 10 ideas and we're like, there's really no way to do them. And we're not willing to uh, borrow money to make a fucking movie right now. So. Yeah, we're going into debt just to live, not to make a movie yeah, right now. So like, podcasting <laughs> is much cheaper and it is a form of documentary, but we are very anxious to make more projects. But that would be one of them. But we, we have so many. We have so many flying around. Is no. Stanhope number one? Or no, I wouldn't not even rank them, them. But you know, we've had that idea for years. We've definitely dabbled with that idea, and now this time that we're in makes it much more uh, suitable. I think. I think people will understand what I'm saying now when I talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Right on. So, so let's get back into <laughs> astrology. Even though this is no, your that's show, what we want, but, anyway. but but your show is the the loosest oh, yeah. hang in the world. Name a looser hang than this show. But my mine mine is is loose, but I also have like a format where I like uh you know, we do the silence every week and we do the glossolalia every week. You didn't freeze again, did you? Oh, thank goodness. If you froze again, like this would have tried to go through this wall, but it wouldn't have broken it. Testosterone. Just like hurt my knuckle a little bit. Speaking of no testosterone, whoops, that was the last show. Yeah. Oh, but we were going to talk about astrology, and did we get into uh, how much weight do you put in sun signs and moon rising and? Uh, yeah. yeah. So I definitely don't weigh sun signs like the general media does, uh, but it also depends on the chart because different planets have different dignities in different areas of the sky, and also relationality to other planets. Certain charts will have more planets be more prominent within their own chart. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. and the rising sign to me is the one that's like most, like, that's the one that I want to know because then I can like visualize your chart and what houses there's rulership in and yada, yada, yada. But she did guess that you were a Leo. She was like, I bet Ramin's a Leo. Yeah, I know he's a Leo. Oh, cool. I know a Leo when I hear him. (laughs) Right on. And it's very Leo of me to like that people know that. Like you could, you could think we're the worst of all the signs, but we're like, oh, she thinks that I'm the best sign. For sure. For sure. For sure. I'm also a Leo. So I get it. I'm all a Leo son, but I'm very Leo prominent. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Okay, so yeah, this year, all of these Aquarian planets that are stacking up are in your ninth house of higher learning and spirituality. And you obviously have a ton of your power within your third house of lower level learning and like picking things up really fast. Um, so right now, there's the sun is actually opposing your sun and this, what you were just talking about, about this like, oh, I get excited and I want to learn things and I pick them up and I drop them off. 
uh, is definitely like a son opposing son, can't really uh, find steadiness, along with the fact that you have uh, Venus and Pluto in your eighth house of death right now. So uh, a lot of your crevices and darkness are coming around uh, how to kill your own ego and how to transfigure yourself. Uh, kind of what I was talking about with like the dying and being reborn. Um, but the biggest thing that's happening for you right now that's probably causing you angst is Mars and Uranus in your 12th house of self undoing or behind the veil or the unconscious. Uh, this is like shadow boxing in your dreams, but this is really just like um, energy tension that you can't see because it's behind your mind's eye and more than even like whatever's going on with your moon I think the way that it affects you and expresses itself in your life because there's a layer in between you and it can be a little bit volatile if that makes sense yeah um, because you're not even like really seeing exactly where a lot of this like anxiety or tension or frustration is coming from until it comes into your first house of body um, and by that time it's already sort of like moving through you but I don't know. Life right now is really asking you um, to answer bigger questions with this ninth house of spirituality and travel. Like none of us are traveling right now. <clears throat> and it's really asking you to like, I don't want to say the word astral travel because that's not really what I mean, but it's an internal journeying. And it's like trying to answer the bigger philosophical questions, bigger philosophical questions. I also want to read you your exact sun degree uh, poetry from my favorite like old school astrologer. It's kind of long, but you're going to love it. Oh yeah, yeah I'm all ears. All right, <laughs> this is a real treat. Yeah, yeah. John, I don't know if totally. whenever she reads, John me is one of those stuff. people um, that makes me look good. <laughs> Who is this guy? Uh, Who? This is a really old school astrologer. His name is John Sandbach. Okay, John Sandbach. Yes. Leo, two degrees, on the surface of water, flecks of dust floating. It is best if you keep yourself continually fluid as of a means of coping with the heaviness of life. Dust signifies the remnants of past. The water is your emotional being. The dust needs to sink so that the water can carry it. But the past floats on the water, resisting absorption. It is poised, waiting, yearning to persist, fearing absorption and transformation. If you allow the dust to sink in... It will feel like death to you, but it is what you need to allow the remnants of your old identity to be washed away continually as you shed them. The Chandra symbol for this degree is a horn of brass to be used as a hearing aid. You have acute hearing. The question is, what are you listening to? Is it the promptings of your higher self? Or are you only selectively hearing those things that will support your fears and neurosis? Are you and your rigidly held beliefs about yourself? Your careful listening can channel in tremendous wisdom. It all depends on the direction in which you point your horn. The Azov symbol is an argument over a detail of metaphysics. The Pleiadian symbol is among a host of dreamers. A dream spreads like wildfire fire the oracle both water and air love dust water becomes it turn it to mud much loved for flowers and air because it can help the dust to flow like microscopic angels as mud dust flows together into one great shadow a dust floating in air, each microscopic angel casts its own minuscule shadow, the collective dust shadows softening the sun's harshness, especially in autumn when they reduce the fierce yellow to a tender gold. But for now, the dust motes float on water, not quite angels and not quite mud. Sometimes it is such a pleasure to exist in the middle. Mm. Earlier when you said horn, is that a metaphor for just your attention? Yeah. That, your point your horn. Your point, the one you put in your ear. Your ear? Yeah. yeah, talking about what are you listening to because thoughts are, um, they're not yours, right? And so there's that choice of like, 
which ones you're kind of allowing in. And I think it's a deeper, again, kind of behind the veil, how you're architecting your own gates of uh, entry. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I've gotten better about that, but I'm still working on it. Yeah. But n nowhere near as bad as I was, where you're just eating garbage all day and listening to the thoughts that are garbage yeah. and telling yourself to shrink even more and shrink, 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 shrink. Totally. But suns shouldn't shrink. Suns should grow until it's time to die. Totally. <laughs> I do my best. I feel like I need to hear that like three times to absorb it. But what the with the talk about dust, it kind of reminds me of you and your ability to like simultaneously um transmute the like micro and the macro with your art you know like mm -hmm. these micro moments that are connected to like a macro experience um and just like uh that's what at least it made me think of talk about yeah. particle life yeah um that little symbol to okay there's a couple other things he adds into um this is a little bit complicated so i don't want to like overwhelm you but a seed degree is where a degree is created and it's an, actually in a different sign and I want to tell you where it was created it was created at a moment a man is riding a horse north as he searches for a kingdom of fairies searching for those subtle elusive realms of wonder and beauty we find the heaviness within us lightened and refined by the clarity and purity of our emotions and all of your art to me does that to me mm -hmm. Yeah, right. all That's of your art to me say. does that to me mm -hmm. it's like um, what about this piece <laughs> no I'm just, I'm just gonna like pull out something horrible <laughs> But seriously, I was just in here reading your coffee table book the other day, getting my mind fucking blown on every page as I, you always do. And it really is to me, that's how you create your portal is it's like, it's this, um, it's like an emotional softening to get to uh, a higher understanding of it. Like, it's not even intellectual stuff. It's just, uh, it's like a higher knowing. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I want it to, to be that uh, like instantaneous because I need it to be instantaneous to me. So if it's instantaneous to me, hopefully it's instantaneous to to other people. Yeah, absolutely. Except my mom. <laughs> what, your mom doesn't get it? Oh, no. She's like, one day you're going to have to sit down and explain these uh, these uh, drawings that you do. I'm like, which one? And then like, it's just pretty much all of them. Wow, that's so interesting. It's almost like you're speaking a different language or like you're from a different yeah. generation. And so it doesn't like does not compute. Yeah, which is why it probably does compute to some because it has to not compute to others in order to make it to some because otherwise, I don't know, it would just be in Target or Kmart. Is there still Kmart? Uh, There's got to be Kmart. I don't think so. But totally. Is there still anything? I don't think anything is around anymore. <laughs> I don't think anymore. anything is around anymore either. <laughs> if McDonald's like announced that it's out of business, I would just be like, I guess, yeah, I sure. Guess. McDonald's I mean, is I think out now. Yo, my McDonald's is really hype. That's across the street from me. It's just like, it's all, I mean, my whole Lower East Side is all graffiti but they have a sign and it's, it's you can barely see what it says but it says we promise we're open <laughs> it's so fucking crazy oh that's looking. from uh, that's from clerks and i'm like that's the perfect most poignant example of like just new york in general like oh, yeah. you know, right I now know. i promise we're open yeah there's like it's the lights are off and it's just like a naked literally. guy with an ak-47 <laughs> in there it's like we're that's open what it is though <laughs> no ak-47s in the lower east side <laughs> <laughs> we all live a little too close to each other for that shit yeah yeah oh yeah you don't see that a lot in new york city you don't see these fucking well you, you can't get away you're not allowed to have a gun out here yeah open carry is not a thing thank uh, god or concealed carry is not even a thing no yeah um but yeah i think um just taking it on a totally random 
please. <laughs> Shoot from guns. I think we were talking about with staying power too and staying power and creation. Um, I have a hard time too. I think I, it's so hard to do it alone. And that's what to me visual arts like is so commendable just as far as an art form because like when I was focused more on illustration, you know, all of that work is alone and that you, you have to be your own cheerleader that whole time to actually put out something that you put a lot of work into. And cause I've heard you talk on one podcast about kind of like feeling like you almost cop out to drawings because they are fast for you mm-hmm. and it's really rewarding because you put them out and you get this external validation. I remember feeling that so And intensely. I can make them from bed too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that too. That too. I remember feeling that really intensely just with my illustrations and stuff with tattoos and feeling like anything that I had to put more work in it's like you got to muster up that own excitement by yourself to go play Herman and go across the fucking cold desert alone you know mm. are you a tattoo artist oh you didn't know that I tattoo yeah man oh, yeah. no they said you're a musician and that you like juggle and that you can like wait like lift 500 pounds yeah. and that you don't die and that yep. you don't age yeah and- yeah. Uh, yeah. Like you don't, you never shower and you still smell good. But they never said anything about okay. the, um, uh, the what was it that you're a tattoo artist? Yeah. yeah, that was my that was my big time. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I have a ton of uh, respect for um, the troops, of course, but for the yeah. uh, for the tattoo artists for being able to like work on a person yeah, man, it's a lot. and the whole like a tr- apprentice thing you have to go through yeah, and the it's it's one take only you can't like go back and like let's do that take again it's yeah. one oh, yeah, it's totally. the one take club yeah. this yeah. is it well this that's why that's why i feel like going to music and you know all the stage fright that i'm gonna have to deal with and stuff like it's so nothing intellectually to rationalize comparing to tattooing like nothing is you know what i mean because mm. if i fuck up like it's on me and that's fine but I started in this industry. You know, the rule like, of jazz, right? Like when you make a mistake, you just repeat the, that Oh, yeah. You got to lean into it. You got to <laughs> yeah. lean into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, yeah. It's not like it's definitely pretty jazzy tattooing, but you definitely don't lean into your mistakes. You have to have a panic attack and not show that you're having a panic attack in front of anybody. <laughs> yeah, I love watching uh, YouTube where like people will put the timestamp of where BB King or somebody screwed up and then repeated that mistake and they're like, "Look, he did his method right there." And like, "Oh, you're right. I would have never noticed." Yeah, that, and the but... good thing is that when you were like, you know, most well, I shouldn't say most. I would say 10% of tattooers that are actually good at tattooing, whatever they're noticing as a mistake, nobody would notice. And even if you mm-hmm. pointed it out to someone, they'd be like, "I don't even know. I can't even see because your eyes are so." trained muscularly to pay attention to like 18th of a millimeter you know what i mean yeah on skin you were showing me and maddie something the other day you're like this blue blob and i'm like what are you talking about <laughs> and i'm like i'm really having to get in there i'm like oh i guess yeah and it's well it's just like music too you like think you sound good at first and then you like realize you don't and like you tattoo and you like think you're pretty good and then you like a year later i'm fucking mortified by every single person that you fucking touch and you just have to try and sleep oh at night you know God. by all the fucking bodies that you permanently fucked up yeah no it's good it was oh good for you. i couldn't barely i could yeah go ahead and remain sorry Oh, do you, do you, oh, and I just realized I'm not really talking shit about myself. This is in a joking context, but I'm, from your perspective, I'm the worst part of that hang right now because <laughs> I'm not there. Like, you three have, like, you each have two other humans to interact with and one virtual one that, like, pops in sometimes. I'm here by myself, so you're all three, like, you're fantastic. But to me, I'm just wondering, like, oh, I kind of suck. I'm like the little robot that is sometimes in the, oh, man. In the no, room. No, you're this the main what, attraction. Yeah, are you kidding me? This is what got Mare over here Are you today. kidding me? <laughs> We're like, uh, Ramit's kind of from a, from a, Yeah. I'm oh, speaking from for a that sin- man myself. A sense standpoint, I guess. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Have a uh, has a uh, have people gotten your tat uh, your art tattooed on them? Oh, That's a shit. good question. 
Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, or, okay, right? not all the time because that would be like eight billion people, but like at least uh, less than fifty, more than thirty. I Man. lost count, yeah. but people yeah. people message me. Yeah, and I'm I'm pissed off because I had a collection of them. I saved the photos that people would email me, and then one day I ran out of Gmail, Google Drive space, and it's like purchase fifteen bucks a month or clear up your, no. uh, you know, space. So I'm like, well, I'll just delete any email I have with attachments in it. And then like a week later, I'm like, hmm, I wonder what I permanently deleted, and that was one of the <laughs> the it. things lost. But but that there those people still exist though unless they're dead in a ditch somewhere i'm sure i can yeah, somehow be like hey later. if you've got a tattoo send it over and i'll send yeah. you a free hologram that my own ass. i'm joking about my own ass too much today yeah what was that about kind of just wants to be the, the star mind. of the show i think it's yeah. just coming on through the mind <laughs> yeah the mind is in the ass today mm, free your mind and your ass will follow <laughs> like, <laughs> From the ocean comes a notion that the realize rise in rhythm. Uh, yeah, like, dude, yeah. you know that whole thing like that. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. Of course. I'm, a, I'm old school. I was into P Funk like in my teenage years, like directly following my Red Hot Chili Peppers face. Mm. Like from there, you go to to George and Bootsy and Bernie yeah. and uh, Eddie and uh, Alita and Gary Scheider and you know the whole dude. funk crew. Oh, yeah. And all their solo shit on top of it. Like, Eddie Halo <laughs> Hazel's solo stuff is fucking unreal. He really lets loose on that shit. Bootsy Collins. Fucking I love it. About. Yeah. Bootsy is such a, like, cartoon character. There's nobody like him. Mm. I think I gave you... Were you doing one of those on the Church of Chill coming up? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Bootsy, you did a funk episode or a we, Bootsy episode? We have, like, a, a, like a psychedelic soul two episodes we're gonna do one tonight and hopefully tomorrow but like two episodes of like the dopest music i've ever fucking heard <laughs> i don't want to blow it but like mare turned me on to rare earth does a 20 minute live version of uh motherfucking uh, what is that motherfucking song Ooh, what the fuck uh why anyway. am i swearing so much too hmm yeah i don't know anyway a cover it's a cover yeah song? yeah of roof off the mother sucker no of what no we're gonna send it no to i would have figured it was something different than that <laughs> i could find it because yeah. i could look at my texts um, yeah jamie pull that up yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be looking back for a while but yeah i know there's a, there's a lot of texts in there but yeah basically that's how we spend all of our time is trying to turn each other live concerts are their shit yeah yeah tell me if you it's, recognize uh, it takes it. you back to an era that like just doesn't exist anymore uh -huh. even if it's from five years ago yeah yeah exactly Ramin, you do like obviously when you do your music you're doing it all yourself how the goddamn do you play producer at the same time as playing how much what and musician what like how do you navigate I just i didn't hear any of it yeah, I yeah. Just go, how do you navigate <laughs> how do you navigate and traverse being your own producer as like a musician and artist and performer because right now i feel like the two of us can't quite come together internally <laughs> yeah Oh, I guess I just it never occurs to me to ask anyone to do anything for me. I think that's a fundamental uh, like no self-esteem thing I have. Or maybe it's like the positive side of that is like maybe I'm curious. I want to always know the the way to do it. I never wanted to hand off my art needs or my audio needs to anyone. Uh, yeah, so I think it's, it's coming from that. Whereas other people I just see they have it the opposite way there where they can't help but just 
have a team of people like buzzing around them. Even if they're broke, they're like paying employees like, oh, and I've got my guy that does this thing for me and he mixes my thing and my mastering guy hasn't wrote back yet. I'm like, Jesus Christ, you have a team of people. Like I'm trying to get it less and like my life has two people in it. <laughs> yeah. Like trying to kick me out of my life. So it's just her. Yeah. I'm so, God, I'm so fucking mutable though. It feels like I need mirrors and people around me as an artist to like sculpt me as an artist. I don't like... I feel like I'm at this point with Viri too, where it's like, I know what I'm doing. I can write music, but I don't really know who I am as a musician and an artist. And I thought that part was going to come easy because I've been an artist my whole life. Mm. This music theory I thought was going to be the hard part to tackle. And now I'm like, oh, fucking shit. So you don't like what you make or you don't like listening back to what you make? Oh, oh we love it. All the time? What about like, what about we meet later? What about what? So do you ever make something and then you don't like it the next day, but then in three weeks you're like, actually, this is kind of cool. I was judging it too hard. And now that I'm separated from it, I, I recognize the value in this little piece. Not really. <laughs> Not really. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah. You should play with it more, like stretch it out, like speed up the pitch, just like break it almost and see if you can entertain yourself or make yourself laugh by by going beyond the the boundaries you've set for yourself already. Mm. What does mutable mean? I know there's fixed and mutable and... And cardinal, yeah. Why? Yeah, the... Oh, cardinal, The yeah. qualities are really important and helpful fulcrum of understanding. So yeah, fixed is exactly how it sounds. It's talking about the things that endure and fixed people that have really heavy fixed sign placements tend to be super steady and unchanging and unmoving. Mutable is the opposite of that and it's the most changing and it's adaptable and adapt. it's like the chameleon of the zodiac. And cardinal is... Um, uh, somebody that really likes to start stuff and get stuff going. So Aries, Cancer. Last year was super cardinal heavy as far as the energy. We got a bunch of new problems. Um, but, not fi but not finishers, right? They're just good at getting it off the ground. They're but getting, not good at getting off the ground. They're really bad at finishing. Mutable oh signs God. are finishers. But this is what I was thinking about the editor. Shots fired, man. Shots fired. <laughs> Yo. This is like a little hard to hear even. Um, How do you know which one you are? Well, so Leo is fixed. I don't know. Leo is okay. fixed. So you're fixed. Um, and with your Venus and your Mercury being there, you have a lot more fixed energy. So this year may be a little bit more intense interpersonally for you than last year. But these houses that these the intensity is happening for you in are not cadent houses. And I'm not going to get too deep into it, but it's like it's a little bit more ambiguous, like having stress in your third house of lower learning that's translating into like your spiritual learning. It's kind of what I was going through this year or last year in 2020, which is very like meta. I don't really, you know, it's not like on the ground problems or on the ground trauma. It's kind of this like, who am I in the, you know, in the grand scheme of all the things. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. expecting like, cause today's the Leo moon and I was like, we're going to, it's just going to be like, you will be in a Leo, me having a Leo rising. We're going to be like on fire. But I think what is actually happening is a lot of people are like, it's a lot. It's a lot, isn't it? A lot, like oh, even Ramin saying, like I've been going through it, maybe a little nauseous this week, and and I was like, see, I don't even know what to expect, but it's interesting how like uh, we interact with these changings of oh yeah happenings, and I, and I always try and not be negative with your little cuties on Discord too. They get excited I about know. stuff, and I'm like, you shouldn't get excited about I this know. one. <laughs> I know. I'm over miles, like. <laughs> It's the Simpsons where the they're drawing the cards and it's like the death card, like, oh no, and then no, no, that's good. And then yeah. when she draws the happy squirrel, that's where it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> so the Leo New Moon is the happy squirrel. But yeah, I've I've felt like I've almost had to vomit like constantly all week. It's kinda of funny at this point now where it's just like mm. 
but I never do. And I'm not even a vomiter. I don't remember the last time I did. It's the feeling of almost having to every second. Yeah, oh, we Jeez, gotta send you some. Not with you guys. Not with you guys. You guys soothe that pain. But we as soon as we get off this Skype call, we're weed. So what's? I mean, what else is happening too with your body is that uh, you have Chiron, the wounded healer, in your first house of body and life force. So there's some sort of like trauma, old, deep buried wounding around like your energy level or your actual physical born body and the north node our karmic story of the grand collective the macrocosmic story is kind of on top of this in your first house so you might go through mm. some body shit as part of your awakening yes. yeah that explains why my dick fell off on tuesday <laughs> but you know what's funny about what you just said to me yeah your dick will fall off on tuesday um is your north your north node is actually in your first house of self and your south node is in your seventh house of self which is definitely a story of like coming into your own and not other people this is leaving reflecting other people in this lifetime can you but, run can you do that one again yeah what does that mean yeah so the north the nodes are really interesting they're gravitational forces that pull on the moon and they have to do with our karmic story some people call it refer to it as a k2 rahu like the dragon and your north node where your uh, karma inertia is propelling you is uh, internally into your own body and your life force versus where you're leaving is in your south seventh house of relationships and romantic partnerships so in your last lifetime you were probably super involved with partners probably like you know serial monogamous um just like super obsessed with relationships and relationship oriented and your karmic story in this lifetime is actually asking you to like focus more on yourself Mm. Oh, interesting. That actually, that doesn't, I've actually been in a serious uh, monogamous relationship for eight years. But oh, yeah. before that, I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't say that about me at all. I was quite the opposite. Yeah, your nose won't express themselves until later in your life because you will be your south node as, as a young person. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. So it's like it's almost like your rising sign. How like a lot of people identify heavier with their sun signs as a younger person, but because your rising is actually like your natural life force, not your chosen identity, which is your sun sign, that tends to like kind of come into the forefront as you age, and your chosen stuff kind of falls into the background. As I mean, you're like becoming more Leo as I known you. Yeah, On my hair. Leo moon. <laughs> She's become more of a Leo. I'm like I'm getting fucking videos of her singing. Okay. Oh yeah, totally. Here we go, Wolfman cast, Wolf Moon, Wolf popping moon out. Cast. I knew it was gonna happen. Yeah. What is uh, singing? Singing. What is Ramin's what, what? rising? Oh yeah, go ahead. You have a Gemini rising. Yep. Yeah, but and you a have Cancer a Moon. Cancer, cancer Moon from the Impulse by we, we all do. We all do. We all share that. Oh, or, wow. or we all share Not Cancer Sean. Sun. It, it's huge Cancer blazons. I have a Cancer Moon. You have Cancer Moon and Cancer Venus. We're liquid together. Oh, that's why we're friends. Flow. Yeah, flow, baby. That's why we're friends, not like coworkers and not, uh, I don't know, but what another relationship is. Enemies. Yeah. But, but like, yeah, enemies, that's their <laughs> this, this story in the sky was happening not in your first house of body and like not over your own nodes. But I have those nodes too. I have a Gemini and Sagittarius nodal placement. And nodes are just like fucking emotionally intense. Anytime I have a conjunct one, I'm like, <laughs> did you get a chance to look into um, his relationship with Kat? Because he was saying how they like don't fight and like have yeah. this fucking well, chill ass relationship. And well, I was like, that must be nice. They have, they have, they have the golden ticket. Oh, and I'll tell you what it is. But I knew shit. instantly I was like, oh, they're going to be together forever if they want to. Um, and it's your Venus placement. And it's the most important placement for relationships. Um, Venus and you is both, love, right? Yeah. It's how you want to love and express love. And you both have Venus and Leo almost on top, almost conjunct. You have 14 degrees. She has 16 degrees. Me and Sean have 18 degrees, Leo. So it's another thing we almost Ooh. share. But it's uh, that's like, oof, prime time. Mm. 
love. Prime Prime lovers. I think Noah said something similar to that. I didn't retain it all, but I remember it was a Venus thing. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. The golden ticket. Cool. Well, we're set. I got the golden ticket. (laughs) We can just now. I can. I can stop trying. I don't have to shower anymore. Yeah, basically. Basically. Yeah. Is shower cumbersome for you? It's been mentioned a couple times during this podcast. (laughs) You should see. Look, I'm not that good at improvising. Sometimes, like, I say a thing and then I use the same. I just pull the same example out. I see people that like spin a new thing every time. I don't have time for that. I can I can come up with one reference, a, a podcast, and then I have to write another one all night. No, that's why when some people listen to us multiple episodes, I'm like, wow, you might have heard us say the same thing. And that's, I mean. I try to be good about it, and I think that's why we keep doing podcasts, because I'm like, yo, I'm burning material at record pace. Like, this is great. Nothing is taking, nothing is getting taken too seriously even by me, because I'm just burning it off. I'm like, well, can't think about that again. Don't want to talk about that again just move on yeah i was i was uh reading that matthew mcconaughey book not the whole book the sample of it because I, I like to download samples of oh, books no, please just... tell us everything about it <laughs> yeah, Jesus. yeah and then it's like yeah i get it and then you don't have to buy the book but uh one of the first sentences he wrote is uh, uh i don't write things down to remember them i write things down so i can forget them and that resonated with me because I'm like, that's true. Like, because it's like swimming in your head. And then if you write it down, you're like, oh, okay, good. That's already on wax. So I don't have to have it in my head anymore. I but relate it's to not that so good hard. because your your wisdom stuff kind of gets forgotten. Mm. No, I don't believe that. I mean, when I first met you, I was like, I was very excited and very nervous, but I remember just being like, this guy's a goddamn sage, you know what I mean? Like, sit down, shut up. You're like, Cass, why aren't you talking? I'm like, I got nothing to say, man. Like, fucking give me the medicine. Fucking shower me with your shit. Like, I'm ready for it. I'm here for it. You were all microdosing at the time, though, weren't you? Oh, I can't remember. I know I've been high. I think you were. So we I had like high. a cheat code on me. Yeah, yeah, we try to be high every time yeah. we're around you. We just, it's like, let's just dose it on... Dude, the last time we came out there, we came and saw you day one, and we just showed up with 300 whippets and fucking hoppe, and like you, you and Cat were game. I was like, all right, cool, we're gonna do this stuff anyway. I'm really glad you want to do it with us, because yeah, it got Dope. fucking really weird. Yeah, we spent the whole rest of the night recovering. Dude, I, I could barely do the podcast. We did like two hours on a podcast, and then I did some hoppe and a balloon, and I, I like went out on your front little area, and I was just staring at LA, and I was like, I can't do this. Like, I was like, Cass, I'm weak right now. I can't do it. And then we went in, and we did like one of my favorite recordings we've ever done. It was so fucking fun. That was a great one. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great day too, and then you went to that music festival, and I always regret not uh, going. I, I had to like mail orders. Yeah, yeah, I, I should have gone. Not pressuring you. Cass I was, do. Cass was, like, she did, she was talking about it then. She's like, should I be up his ass about it? I was like, he's his own man. He knows what he wants to do and what he doesn't want to do, but he should fucking be here taking acid <laughs> with us, watching goddamn yeah. Mean and Devo. Like, holy fuck, dude. Next time, especially now. I especially know. now, it was just a year ago. That was the last time a we were on a plane. Ago. Yeah, we haven't been we haven't been anywhere since then. That was October 2019. So bananas. How come you haven't like grown out a ponytail? Like I just was looking at you and I was like, I, I keep oh, turning. I, I keep almost thinking, yeah, can. Leo, come out of your closet yeah, already. Let it fucking. I almost have it. Let's see. <laughs> let yeah. your lion's mane go. For real. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. getting pretty yeah. fucking good. Oh, yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, you got a few more weeks. I, I like the mugshot yes. profile. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but i almost cut it every single day i'm like i should cut it today and then i don't you do it yourself 
Well, I'm going to get Kat to do the back of it. In the past, I had done it myself, but then she expressed an interest in wanting to help. So I said, yeah, I'll start you off working in the mail room and we'll see how you do. (laughs) Maybe, who knows, this time next year, you might be working on the sides. You might be by doing some chin beard. Like, who knows? Oh, yeah, that's what this I This is a let, family company. I let Cass take over. I mean, yeah, Cass took over the whole company. She gives me haircuts. She decided one day, like, we were watching Frank Zappa, and I was like, his mustache is legendary. Like, she's like, you should do something like that. I'm like, I don't know. And then she just went and shaved me these huge chops and this, like, goatee mustache <laughs> thing, and i just been rocking it Never since going September. Back. Yeah. It looks good. Yeah, thanks, it, I think man. it looks great. You, you're, you're prime for something like that. Yeah. For being like a goatee, you know, you're very I'm strong. I'm liking this full, yeah, full plumage. Though. Yeah, I was, I was gonna go as Frank for Halloween, you know, virtual Halloween, and then instead I didn't do anything because you know you get in your head. I'm like, why do I want to? I want to so I can have a picture of myself so I can put it on the thing and then refresh the thing to see who likes yeah. it and compare yep. who likes yep. it as opposed to who didn't like. It. Like just. Just watch the Frank concert and mm, yeah. you know play with your balls or something. Yeah. Well, you, I really do want to see you as Frank Zappa. I know. Though, you got so... the voice down and everything, man. Yeah. So maybe just. For and us. I want to do it while playing five 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 on the guitar. Oof. You, can you play his music? Not all of it, of course. Um, let's see. Like of the more impressive licks, I say like I've got five 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 kind of down. Uh, uh, Magic Fingers is a fun one, but like I haven't learned like Saint Alfonso's Pancake Breakfast or uh, like when when he solos over like his whole album guitar like that track what sexual harassment in the workplace because he holds his pick in like such a like idiosyncratic way and uh, like he plays like Johnny Guitar Walks Watson he he called it like being angry at the thing like it's a lot of yeah. And uh, it is mostly Lydian, I guess, but it's still like that that specific style of speed is something you have to really, really work at. But when you're in the right mood, it's it's like the funnest thing. Oh, oh, I, 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 and it's funny because we live in a household and we now have a record player and like 10 Zappa albums. And a working guitar that I force yeah. him to play. Yeah, she does. She does. But you, Oh, you gotta, what guitar do you have? I don't know. Noah, Noah gave, gave it, it to us. us. A Gretsch. It's beautiful. The one with the big body. Yeah. Zebody. Yeah. Yeah. It look. It's so beautiful. Yeah, I like to play it unplugged, and He's I like already, he when has... Mary yells at me to play chords like you know, she's like G D, like it. it... Well, she sings it. She's like, yeah. and we're a G and the Z. <laughs> I, I like. I feel like... <laughs> That's exactly how I sound. No, Sean has like got really, really good rhythm. He's gonna uh-huh. like. He's gonna be great. Yeah. Just gotta get him out of his own fucking way, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Rhythm. Rhythm's the the fundamental thing. That's the most important. He's already got it. I don't have to teach him. It's fucking so relieving. It's great. Mm. That's why she's not even bothering yeah. with me. You guys were doing a lesson. Yeah. You were great. I know. She was humoring me. You're Mayor, what's be... your main instrument? Keyboards? Piano. I mean, my voice, really, but key- I play enough to accompany myself on keyboard. Oh, she's fucking great. It's... Um, We just learned Ramin's a Suzuki kid or something. What is that? What the hell does that even mean, Ramin? I don't even know. You, you oh, just dropped that. And that's I was like, when that they... professional. Where you play by ear uh, instead of learning to read music. And then like once you're like five years in, then they start letting you read music. The music's in front of you, of course, but they're not like telling you what the shit is because you're five, which it's got its upsides and its downsides because it makes you lazy at reading music. Like I was never that great of a sight reader. I always had to like sit with it for a bit. Oh, I can't. Yeah, it takes me forever. 
Yeah, and if it's got a weird key signature and it's got a lot of just weird sharps here and there or something, I tend to miss those. Because you're but, a guitar uh, player? No, just because I'm more of an ear person than I am a sight reader. But some people are the opposite, and I would I would choose the ear over the sight reading any day because it's oh, like yeah. kind of like when you read when you read from a book and you're reading out loud, and then you didn't take in what you read. You may have read a whole page to the class, but then you're like, okay, I didn't get any of that because I was focused on not mm. sounding like an idiot, and now I didn't take any in. So I'd rather mm. take it in and sometimes make a mistake or something i was a sight reader but i played clarinet and the way mm. i would sight read is i'd you watch can... where my person next to me's fingers would go but i clarinet is beautiful <laughs> when when did you what era was that like when, high when school they make or you what? play an instrument Sixth middle grade. school like yeah, yeah. seventh grade I got kicked out in eighth grade. I was trombone player since fourth grade. I really wanted to play drums, and they didn't give it to me. They were like, you're going to be trombone. Yeah, and I'm an asthmatic way. fucking skinny little, like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> and, like, literally never practiced this thing. And, like, by eighth grade, I couldn't get away with, like, faking it like Cass anymore. And uh, I was just like, I want to drop out. And the fucking band teacher humiliated me in front of the whole class. Like, like hey, he's going to quit. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? I, like, I see what he was doing. I kind of kind of appreciate it yeah. now, but it was fucking humiliating. I'm like, dude, I don't know how to play this thing, man. Like, yeah. there's shitty drummers in this band. I could probably do that better than them, but I'm stuck on this thing. Like, what the fuck? It ruined my musical career. I played drums in our musical. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Why did it play out like that? How come they got the drums seat and you didn't? Because it's it's random. Like, you pick your instrument in fourth grade, and you're with that pretty much for the rest of the time. And, like, they assigned it to us. And I remember my best friend, uh, Dave Coniglio, got drums. And he's still, to this day, the sickest fucking drummer I've ever <laughs> Great, seen. He has the coolest job. He, he's, he's the head of uh, the School of Rock in Portland. So, like, he... And he turns these kids on. School because, of Rock exists? It's yeah, not it's a real Jack thing. Black movie? It's a real thing. Like, he's the Jack Black of this School of Rock out in Portland. And he that does... That could have been you, Sean. I know. He does the dopest shit with these kids. Like... <laughs> They basically pick, like, they'll be like, cool, we're going to do a Zappa concert, and the local venues will be like, cool, we're going to sponsor it, people pay, and it funds the school, and the kids will learn Zappa for a month, and, like, he'll he'll do, like, the most obscure shit, like, he had the guitar player from Sleep come through there, and, like, all wow. the kids were playing all these Sleep, like, this fucking stoner metal shit, and... <laughs> Like, he just does cool shit like that, and he's still one of the sickest vibraphone players, drummers I've ever fucking seen. So. Oh, he plays a fucking vibraphone? Yeah, that thing melts my I do. Oh, my shit. God. He's ridiculous on it. Which, to me, I'm like, is, I'm like, you were a drummer, and then you did that. That seems like a way different skill no, set, even man. though it's still percussion, yeah. but... Banging on shit? Yeah. What's Bang a vibraphone? Yeah. Is it just like a xylophone? Yeah, it's basically a big piano with either metal or wood blocks, but the way the... the the panels are arranged just the same as a, a keyboard would be with like the the C scale on the bottom and then the um, flats and sharps on the top. Wait, mm. so guitar isn't your main instrument? No, I wouldn't no. say it is. What Although it's my main in that like, I think it's the one I enjoy to play most right okay. now. Guitar and bass, I enjoy playing more than violin because you can do more than... Oh, like, wow. Like violin is a, is a solo instrument where it's like a sustained one note thing, whereas... With a bass or a guitar, you can like ring the low E while you do some other shit in the high scale, and like there's pedals I know. and stuff. On keyboard, just... I, I get both. Mm, I get yeah. fucking bass yeah. and guitar. I get to play all of it at the same time. It's fucking it's great. Is there any particular uh, piano or keyboard players that you like a lot? Ooh, that's a good question. 
I mean, so like many, so, so many that I, I don't think I could name. I was just listening again to Robert Glasper's covered album, and I love the way that he covers stuff. Um, but there, I mean, there's like a trillion million. Robert Glass is not. I was thinking Glasper. Philip Glasper. No, Robert not Glass. Philip Glass. Yeah, Robert Glasper. <laughs> Philip Glass. My brother is, loves is great Philip too. Glass. Philip Glass I'll is great. In, he's kind I'll of a bummer. Be into it. But he's a bummer. <laughs> he's a little bit of a bummer, but I love him. Yeah, he's just like slow, sad composition. He's perfect if you're like alone watching ducks on a lake. That's like Philip yeah. Glass moment in time. Yeah. Errol Morris movies. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You, can you play music on your VR thing? Can you like be, um, do they have that? N nothing that's super great yet. Like in that Rick and Morty game, there's a bone xylophone where you like, it, there's a xylophone made of a skeleton and you like pop off some of the bones of the skeleton and then you play its rib cage like a xylophone. That's kind of fun. But wait, that's a uh, VR game. Other than that, I don't, you're like going into multiverse, like a universe within a universe within a universe, and then one of them is like made of all skeleton. End up playing it like sick. That this sounds is a amazing. Game? Rick and Morty for this v for the VR for the Oculus Rift. I didn't even know. Yeah, it's. I miss Rick and Morty so called, much. Yeah. I'm like, I want to write Dan and be like, what do we got to do? <laughs> what do we got to do? Wait, you said you miss it? Yeah. Yeah. We just feel like. Where are more these new episodes? Like, I think they bought a bit I off think... more they can chew. I personally think they shouldn't have. Well, Dan Harmon's is just stopping an alcoholic and get it together. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the magic comes from, though. Did <laughs> you ever hear that story tip. of like? I I don't remember the full story, but he was like keeping a real doll. One of those sex dolls that's yeah, like yeah, weighted yeah. the same as a human being. Mm -hmm. And the, the woman he was dating at the time opened up a closet and it literally like fell out of the closet onto her. And that's he amazing. had to explain what he had. <laughs> oh, my God. Ramin, do you have any addictions? I feel like I should know this about you. Hmm. Ooh, uh, I don't think so. No, I'm going to say no. That's cool. Just to being good. Just like fucking putting out good shit. Yeah, I feel just like to being good like, at shit. Just I'm addicted like, to being good at shit. I'm addicted to being addicted to shit lately. And I'm like <laughs> getting so good at like, oh, new habit? Sure, let's fucking incorporate that and get fucking hooked on it like there's no tomorrow. But there's, you know? there's moments in life where you're like, oh, am I addicted to porn? And then mm -hmm. like you go for a long time without it. You're like, I guess not. And then yeah. a few years later go by where I might just be getting older, but it's like yeah. I'd rather like read in bed than I feel like I've I've absorbed all the pornography like I did it in my teens and 20s. Yeah. And now yeah. it's not as as interesting. And same with weed. You're like, oh, am I addicted to weed? And then you you go visit your family or something and you're gone for a month like, oh, I don't even miss it. This is mm. completely fine um, with like Kratom uh capsules you're like oh am i addicted to the kratom now and then you go a while without that it's like oh i guess no i don't need that so yeah. i'm lucky i don't have that that addiction brain because i know a lot of people have no supposedly no control over it where their brain is just overriding their hands and it's just going into their head at that point but mm. um do you guys feel like you're addicted uh yeah i guess to kratom weed um these nicotine salts uh, you've never you've never tried tolerance breaks and seen what happens oh yeah it's great the, when the day we met mayor we were starting sober november with our like our community everyone was like let's just take it easy for a second and like whatever that means for you we'll just take it easy so that was november 1st and we we meet mayor that day so the first time we hung out like, was the first day i hadn't smoked weed in like a year <laughs> 
and uh, when we made it ten days, and then we were like, <laughs> we we took Mare like on like our second date, and we were just like hanging out, and I was like, I'm gonna. We were outside, and it was seventy degrees, and I was like, I'm gonna smoke a joint. I took one hit, and I felt like I was on acid. I was like, <laughs> Holy shit! Like one of those moments where you're like, This is legal. Like, <laughs> this is becoming legal. There's a movement where like this is gonna be allowed. This is insane. Take and, a sip of alcohol. Oh, God. Forget <laughs> about it. I can't die if I smell alcohol. He goes, I'm drunk. Oh, I'm drunk. I, yeah. Forget about it. I went on a really long hiatus this year, a sober hiatus, and I tried to do everything. So I did it with weed, and then I did. I just did me and vegetables. I cut out all – my internet went down, and so I just leaned into it. For an entire month, I had no internet. Mm. It was just me, my walls, all they have to say, my dog. <sighs> It was good. How I do you even, live? I didn't even listen. Like, I didn't even listen to finances? music. Oh, how do I live? Unemployment. Yeah. It's basically. Oh, the, okay. Basically so it still coolest. shows up. Yeah. It's helping all of us right now. It's oh, helping well, us have the dopest life pretty it's, much. It's so great. I've been an anarch my whole life and yeah. now I'm like, am I a socialist? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, this is pretty good. My pretty awesome. Yeah. I've never had somebody like, you know, love me enough to pay my bills. So it feels, I feel like, I feel like, you know, like, I don't know, Beyonce or something. I'm like, somebody's paying my bills right now. Like I can do whatever I want with my fucking day. It's yeah. really great, but I also like because I'm all alone in the, you know, I'm basically Atlas. Like I'm waiting for myself to shrug when fucking unemployment stops coming in, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm gonna do then, but I'm trying not to think about it. <laughs> I still haven't read that book, but I I do get it. You get it, you get yeah. it. They nailed it with the title. <laughs> yeah, it's Atlas, and he's like, mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 but I, I feel like uh your your tolerance break or whatever that was I've, in, in even ours i feel like it, it brought us into each other's oh my god so yeah. a, a little sense of clarity about like maybe you know what you want in life this kind of yeah thing. i needed to reestablish my authority within myself and sobriety right. and i needed to realize how fucking fun i am sober yeah because it's because to me when you when i hear you talk about all that stuff for me and it's like oh you just like your, your authority is not external. You just have a really good placement of agency in your life. And it happens to not be outside of you. Right. Yeah. Cause that's what that addiction, um, like pull is or force. Right? I have no internal authority, for instance. <laughs> it's true. Right. <laughs> that not that what you guys read to me the other day. They were like, they're... we're like, we're in charge now. Yeah. I'm like, that's fine. Whatever. Keep these fucking nicotine salts away from me. <laughs> Yeah, and I needed to reestablish that for myself for sure. Um, and I'm really glad that I did it. Yeah, it was it was just a trip. I was going through so much shit at the time, and I really needed to just like unplug from everything. It was right when I quit tattooing, and I had overdosed on ketamine. I died. I had left my body. I needed to like not have any influence outside of myself. Hmm. When did you OD on ketamine? Um, I think it was in July. Oh, oh this past July? Yeah. Or yeah. Was it an actual overdose, or you felt like you had? No, I died. I was out of my body. Oh, how do you done, how'd you get I've out done, of that pickle? <laughs> um, well, my higher self didn't let me die because she said I had to do it again, and I was like, I'm not doing this again. Let's just put me back on my body. Like I hold a whole like you know. Near you mean death. a new incarnation is what was in store for you if you died? No, like I'd have to Mare do again. this one again. Mare that was the oh. thing. Yeah, they were like, like you're great. You have to go back again, and do it everything. again. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm not doing anything again. Put me back on my goddamn body. Let's get this over with. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I like being twenty something. <laughs> Man, I would come back and I'm like, I'm buying Facebook stock, Amazon, Netflix. GameStop. GameStop. I think I'd just come back and be chiller earlier. Like, I think, like, as yeah. I've gotten older, I've become more comfortable in my skin. 
But I was like, I could have been cool in like high school if I wasn't so scared of everyone. You know what I mean? Like I could have been less. Send back your coolness. I do this all the time. Like I send <laughs> back great, my Sean. chillness to the to the sixteen year old me who <laughs> just it. did not know what was fucking going on. I am him. <laughs> Time's not real. I'm like. Be cool, motherfucker. Be cool. <laughs> Be cool. I just never went to any of the parties. Can I go back and change that? Like, no, I feel like good. I missed out. No, no. Yeah, I regret that too. But with me, <laughs> I regret that. But also, it's like, oh man, what if I had gotten like arrested or in a de- d- drunk driving accident or you know yeah. some some kind of thing? It's like, oh, I avoided whatever bad thing could have happened from it. And as for the good memories, they'd still just be. Uh, not real anyway it's just a, a memory so i'll just give myself a fake memory of like the best party yeah. they're yeah. like yeah. they're crowd surfing me out of there i've got a lampshade on my head yeah you don't have to be like permanently scarred like me and actually have to learn all your lessons the hard way yeah well I mean, <laughs> like it's so my, my dad exemplifies that i'm like I, I look at this guy's life and i'm like how the fuck are you alive man like oh, yeah. what do you how did how the fuck have you done this it's it's insane and he just he keeps it going and stays in the same mindset and it's like it's like it feels like pure mania sometimes it's really crazy talk about no agency whatsoever <laughs> the, what like, i love about your your dad is or at least what you've described is that he he has to like start a conversation with anyone oh, like yeah. the guy at the gas station he has yeah. to like become his best friend yeah, and they become yeah, the deepest you've ever seen anyone take anything <laughs> but also like what i commend about him that i i kind of have in me is his ability to let his life go off the rails <laughs> like completely we territory we would never touch like the, the almost the opposite of what you're saying how you live your life like my dad is all about like cool. All right, I'll try crack. I don't care. I've got four <laughs> kids. I don't fucking care that my daughter's having brain surgery. I'll do, I'll fucking start a crack habit. Let's let's take this shit really off the rails. I'll end up in prison. I'll end up homeless. Like I'm like man. I guess I uh, like I really appreciate my comforts too much than to really let it go that far. But well, he did it for me. Yeah, yeah and I like you're so you're so sensitive to the people around you too. And he like mm. he has to have a real like. I don't know in those moments, right? Yeah, like, yeah. He has to really think that whatever he's going through is the most important thing, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> we should let it go off the rails. If you ever want That's it, wild. I'll do a challenge with you. Like. <laughs> yeah. There's, I, I've, I've had, like, I don't like when things fall apart. I like, uh, maybe that's my fixedness, but as far as, I, I'm very aware and I believe in freak accidents and I believe in, injury and i've injured myself seriously before and i don't like the pain of you know pain so when uh, i see people just kind of go wild with that like uh i think about a friend of mine who who died in a hang gliding accident like 10 years ago and yeah and he's just gone and i'm like just oh he hasn't been here for 10 years that's wild just because he went off and did that one day. All right, but you can't compare hang gliding to going to a fucking party, okay? We're going to get lampshades <laughs> on your head one day. Oh, yeah, we're going to get... Oh, a party, I'm there. <laughs> no, nothing wrong with a good party, but smoking the crack at the party, I'm not. I'm just going to have, like, the Sprite and the vodka. Yeah. Unless I push it on him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Cass can push anything on anybody. We were just saying that in the last podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Ramin was like, Cass, I don't think you realize your influence on all these people. You don't know how often I hear, you know what Cass told me once? And I'm like, yeah, be careful. <laughs> <laughs> crack is great. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Have you tried crack? Not myself. I actually, I actually, I don't think I'm going to. 
I doubt we'll try it. I saw what it did to my dad, yeah. you know. Uh, I'm I'm not necessarily like him in that way, but he was one of those guys that are like, oh, you know, you'll be chasing that from that. Like, it's not true with a lot of drugs, but with a lot of personalities it is. And my dad was one of oh, those. Yeah. He didn't care that much about heroin. He uh, One time someone dropped him off at our house and he was ODing on um, black tar heroin. We had no idea it's what he was doing. Tar, so and I was like, what the fuck is this? We didn't even know how to deal with it. Cause we've seen him on a lot of drugs, but never like that. So, so my sister just fucking called an ambulance and they saved him. Like it was fucking crazy. Oh, he, that's wild. Too. Yeah. He went all the way. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, he's gone all the way fucking so many times. Like, he, and, you know, and, and he's still scared shitless. He's such a badass die. motherfucker, But he's though. still scared shitless. And that's all, it, like, look, when you if you got around him, that's all he would project is, like, his puppy side. Like, his, like, oh, God, I need love. Please, somebody tell me it's safe here. I'm like, you tell us, man. You've gone to the fucking limits. <laughs> God damn. Does he consume your content at all? No. No, he doesn't no. fucking know. No, he loves our movies. He loves our movies. He always talks about yeah. them and he brags about them. And like, yeah. we go to concerts together and we listen to music together. And I turned him on to Prince. Like, he'd, he'd gone his whole <laughs> life without listening what to Prince. Fuck? And he was like, we were talking about best guitar players. And I was talking about Henry. He missed we, Prince while it was happening. That's pr- crazy. Pretty much. Yeah. He was raising kids. <laughs> he, he was raising kids and doing fucking coke and God knows what he was doing. But, uh, he he missed out on Prince and we were talking about the best guitar players and of course we're like praising Jimmy and I'm talking about Jerry and I'm like really you know who kind of blows everyone away is Prince and he was like get the fuck out of here and I showed mm-hmm. him uh, I showed him Prince playing uh, while my guitar gently weeps with Tom Petty and uh, Steve Winwood and and Donny Harrison from some tribute to George. And Prince goes insane. Everyone's probably seen this. Yeah. Video. So I, Jimmy, or keep going. No, I cut no, you off I, there. I, no. It's. It, uh, I was gonna say that Jimmy is more of an evolutionary leap. Like I feel like Jimmy yeah. and Eddie Van Halen are the two biggest guitar evolutionary leaps. But as yeah. far as like the most articulate uh, guy, like Prince was so like every note so pronounced in yeah. his. Articulate is the perfect word to describe him as a musician. Yeah, because Jimmy was messy, but it was so expressive, but it was yeah. like all over there. And well, Prince is so articulate to that an untrained ear and untrained eye. I never, growing up, I never thought he was actually playing it because I, I see him playing on MTV and, and I was like, oh, like because he's so, even even in this video I'm referencing, it almost doesn't even look like he could be playing it that casually. He slays this instrument kind of in a way that like I'd never really seen anybody. It's I mean that's his charisma too. Yep. But Gross. have you seen uh let's see um live at Montreux Jazz 2013? Prince? Or actually no, 2009, sorry. No, send I have not. Ooh, I'll send that over. It's so it good. And he's uh I think he plays a strat in that one, but that's a very good guitar concert. Oh, and great. Uh, it's got like a lot of the the old hits in it and some of the newer stuff at the time. I like that that particular era. I like yeah. all the eras, even the last one. Yeah. Even even just him and the piano was a good era. Him and Third Eye Girl was a good era. Mm-hmm. New Power Generation also good era. Yeah. Like I, I like the the guys like that or like Bowie that had distinct like this period, this period, yeah, this period. Yeah, they evolved. They kind of kept mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I, and and at the time. He was ahead of his time, and I think Bowie was too, because I remember not liking their stuff as it came out, because I was a little bit more fixed in my ways and wanted to hear, you know, like, like Bowie was putting out new stuff my whole life, my whole life, and I never liked it as much as I liked his old stuff, but now that's the shit I love the most, and same thing with Prince. I didn't give a yeah. fuck when it was coming out. Now I'm like, 
damn, that looks really good in retrospect, man. You were way ahead of your fucking time, weren't you? You know? Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah, what you Wait, say? excited what? I've never even seen Purple Rain. Like, I feel like I have, like, so much to explore. And I'm it's, excited about it. It's not like a it. great movie, but it is a great movie, you know? Yeah, and especially just because, like, it's not digital. It's, like, on celluloid. It takes place in the 80s and in Minnesota. It's got the time in it, and it's yeah. just, like, fixed in that. And it is so, like, ridiculous, too. Yeah. It's, like, funny and cheesy and beautiful. Dude, this was a fucking pleasure. You yeah, know? man. We oh, love... man, we've already been here an hour, huh? Uh, yeah, we've been chilling, man. And we're going we're gonna to put this out on our real fucking feed. And that's how that's yeah! how much we love you, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. How do you hype your shit, man? People should get on your Patreon. I think that's the sure. Uh, it's all just my name. It's all Ramin Nazer, and um, yeah, RaminNazer dot com or Instagram or Patreon. We love you. We, we love, love you. you. I mean, I love you. Who the fuck <laughs> am I talking about? We. <laughs> <laughs> oh no cat the cat loves you too she's yeah. napping oh, right now otherwise i'd get her in there because earlier i said hey i'm talking to sean and Cass today do you want to say hi and she was very enthusiastically oh, yes yeah that's, but that's our girl she's napping so i'm gonna send you her chart too yeah she's oh gonna, cool yeah cool she's gonna love that she's even more into that than i am I'm but sure. uh yeah i'll send you this audio file and the print show we'll we'll talk again next week oh yeah and send me your audio files too cool all we'll right man. Peace and love. All right. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. How could I cancel this? How could you? How can you hang up on this? I can't. He'll just hang out there all day like this. Oh, I'm the one that controls it. <laughs> no, I just can't bring myself to end this. I really can't. Oh, oh. no, I'll do it. I've got food to make. Bye. Bye. Bye bye. Bye now. <laughs>